Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Please, and join me in welcoming our online audience as well as those that watch on TV. And if you are ever in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us. This is the place to be. God, God is here. So welcome everyone, those here and those online, those on TV. You're all part of the family, but you are always encouraged to come physically into church. Amen. To the name of the Lord. Wow, in this season, we have been discovering our identity in Christ. And what an awesome job Pastor Paula did last week. My yes. Lord and my God. Yes. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And if you missed these messages as well, this is the fourth in this series, Our Identity in Christ. If you missed the Wednesdays, go, ahead, go please and go back and catch up. Because, you see, the thing that makes the difference in the Christian walk and in our Christian life is knowing who we are in Christ. It's one thing to be born again. It's another thing to know who God has made you to be so that you can walk in the fullness of that. It makes all the difference. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that by the understanding that comes to us as a result of the word of God, may we go from victory to victory. I said, may we go from victory to victory. I said, may we go from victory to victory. I said, may we go from victory to victory. Notice what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 6, verse 16. Proverbs 21, verse 16. He says, a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. So understanding is key. The King James says, you abide in the congregation of the dead. He wanders from the way of understanding. So without understanding what Jesus has made you to be, you can be a child of God, but not see any victory in your life. And it will be as if you are not born again. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus and causes us to go from victory to victory. I see you going from victory to victory in Jesus' name. I said, I see you going from victory to victory in Jesus' name. The place of understanding, it makes all the difference. And the place of knowledge, the Bible says, this is just the appetizer. We'll get into the meal meal here shortly. <laughs> the Bible says in Daniel 11, 30, 32, he says this. Notice what the Bible says. He says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery, but the people who know their God shall be strong, and they shall cut and carry out great exploits. It's one thing to know about God. It's another thing to know God. They will do great exploit. They that know their God. My Lord and my God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I see you going from glory to glory. I see you gaining a greater understanding of God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I see you getting to know God more and more in this season than ever before. That's what makes the difference. It's not getting any better in the world. One thing comes up and another thing comes up. One thing comes up and another thing comes up. But for the people that know their God, the Bible says they will be strong. Not that they will be weak, no. God is not coming for a weak church. He's coming for a strong church. He's coming for a revived church. He's coming for a church on fire for him. And in the mighty name of Jesus, thank God you are a part of that army. There is an army of people in the earth. And thank God you are a part of that army. They that know their God will be strong. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray may any form of weakness leave your life in Jesus' name. I said may any form of weakness leave your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. They go from strength to strength. Everyone appears before God. They that know their God, they shall be strong. 
and they shall do exploits. Notice what the Bible says in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You are talking about knowledge and understanding here. He says, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. So without, for a lack of knowledge, people are destroyed. You will not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will not be destroyed for a lack of knowledge in Jesus' name. Amen. And then he repeats the same thing in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13. He says, therefore my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. So no knowledge equals captivity do you see that destroy captivity this is simple math one plus one <laughs> my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge in the mighty name of the lord jesus by the entrance of the word of god this morning any form of captivity that you may be in in jesus mighty name i see you being delivered in jesus name i see you going out free for if jesus christ has made us free we are free indeed therefore stand fast in that liberty and refuse to be entangled with any yoke of bondage You are going free this morning. I said you are going free. That is what makes the difference between one Christian and another person. The knowledge and the understanding of the word of God. Notice what Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 11 verse 52. He says to you, Woe to you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourself, and those who are entering in, you hindered. See, the kingdom of God functions on keys. We live in a kingdom that functions on keys. They said these lawyers have taken the key. Uh, they are not entering in, and they are also not allowing others to, to enter in. We have a name for them <laughs> these days. <laughs> You almost want to tell them, please, get out of the way so some people can go in. The kingdom of God functions on keys. Don't let that leave you. Jesus, speak, speaking, speaking to Peter, in Matthew chapter 16, he made this statement to him in verse 19. He says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I give you keys. So you see sometimes the circumstances of our lives, the different things that come up, requires keys to open doors. When you leave service this morning and you get to your car, uh, because you have access to the car you use the key the key is what opens the door <laughs> uh, if, if when your key gets missing it's not even funny <laughs> it's not a good state of affairs <laughs> i pray may you never lose your keys <laughs> in these days of the key fob they, they are going to charge you to replace those keys and without your keys you don't have access to the car but because you have access to the car, when you go there and get to the car, uh, you know exactly what to do for the car to open. You don't pray in tongues. <laughs> for the car to open. <laughs> That's not the key that opens the door. <laughs> So, so many times, the things that we are going through requires keys. And when you get the key, you are naturally in command. When you get the key, you are relaxed. My Lord and my God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, this morning some keys will be delivered to you. 
I said this morning some keys will be delivered to you. I said this morning some keys will be delivered to you. I said this morning some keys will be delivered to you. The key that you need for the thing that you are faced with in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, it will be delivered to you. I said it will be delivered to you. I said it will be delivered to you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, if you believe that, say amen. Key. So you get to that car, you apply the key, and you get into the car and drive along. Jesus made a statement in Matthew chapter 11. Notice this. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 11. He says, come to verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is a place of rest in God. And Jesus says, I have the knowledge, come and learn. You see, when you follow Jesus and you serve him, it's so sweet to, to trust in Jesus, to serve the Lord. Oh, my Lord and my God, I see you entering your rest. I see you entering your realm of rest. Rest at home, rest in your marriage, rest at work, rest in your finances, in every area of your life. May you enter your rest in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. But one of the keys, one of the things to know is who, Jesus, is who God has made us to be in Christ Jesus. You see, in the beginning, when God created Adam and Eve and, and made them perfectly, after they sinned against God, the Bible says that when God was coming, they were running away. Notice what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 9. It says, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Oh my Lord. I was afraid and I hid myself. Man, instead of being in the presence of God and covered with the glory of God and fellowshipping with God, now is running away from God when God is coming. I, I like to call it the great runaway. <laughs> Ever since then, man has been trying to run away from God. Man is ashamed to stand in the presence of God. You may be watching or listening right now and maybe you are running away from God. God is reaching out to you. God has been trying to get your attention. But he said, God, not today. God, not now. God, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for religion. I don't have time for you. Please, another day. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray, my Lord and my God, I am sent to you by God to announce to you that don't keep running away from God. God is the one that wants to help you. God is the one that wants to give you peace. God is the one that wants to heal you. God is the one that wants to deliver you. God is the one that can make a difference difference in your life. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that in this season, on this particular day, the Bible says that when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will yield your life completely to the Lord. Don't hide from God. That's not a very smart thing to do. God is everywhere. You can't hide from him. <laughs> He wants you to yield your life to him. 
Oh, one day I heard the gospel and I made the decision that my life belongs to the Lord. Lord, take my life and do something with it. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, it doesn't matter how your life looks right now. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that there is hope for you. I said there is hope for you. I said there is hope for you. I said there is hope for you. Yield your life to the Lord and let God take it over. And let him use it for his glory. Man was trying to run away. Oh, but God took care of him. And you see, this sin consciousness is what prevents us and what prevents people from going into the presence of God. You are ashamed to go into the presence of God. And that has been the cry all throughout the ages. But today, you see, Job, in the book of Job, there is this statement that is made in Job chapter 33, verse 26. Job chapter 33. Verse 26, notice this. Thank you, Lord. He says, he shall pray to God and he will delight in him. He shall see his face with joy for he restores to man his righteousness. Righteousness means the ability to stand in the presence of God unashamed, unafraid. Man lost righteousness in the beginning and was running away from God. But this prophecy tells us that, look, notice this. He shall pray to God and he will delight in him. He shall see his face with joy. God wants to, God delights to see your face with joy. God is not angry at you. He's not mad at you. No, 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 no. He wants to see your face. He longs to see your face. It delights him when you come into his presence. He wants to see your face with joy. Don't run away from God. And he restores to man his righteousness. Key issue. Key issue. So that you can come into God's presence. Again, I'll define it again. Righteousness means in the New Testament. The ability to stand in the presence of God. Unashamed unafraid and also the ability to stand in the presence of the works of the enemy with boldness thank you lord jesus so in christ jesus this righteousness has been to been restored he goes on to say what is the effect of this righteousness you've got the whole thing about jesus christ coming and dying for us and being resurrected was to make us as he is. We've been talking about this. Please go back on this lesson. These are crucial things. Your, your Christian life will go to another level once you understand some of these things. He came so that we can become as he is. First John chapter 4, notice this. First John chapter 4, verse 17. He says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, my Lord and my God, so are we in this world. I've jumped all the way to the end of the message because I'm excited about it. <laughs> oh, 
my God. I couldn't wait to get there. <laughs> As he is. That is the whole reason why Jesus Christ came. One of the reasons. The primary reasons. That as he is, he's up there in heaven. But we have been made a new creation in Christ Jesus. Conformed to his image and his likeness. This righteousness gives us this boldness. Not arrogance, boldness. There are two different things. <laughs> Notice what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark these verses. Don't let them get away from you. He says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus didn't, knew no sin. He did not commit any sin. But we are identified with him. When he was on the cross, he was made sin for us. For you and I. If he hadn't be gone to the cross and God, God hadn't laid on him the punishment and the iniquity of us all, uh, somebody had to pay the price for what Adam did. The cause for which he was running away. The, the great run away. Remember that. <laughs> so he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. What was the reason? That we might become the righteousness of God in him. He became who we were that we might become who he is. I repeat it again. He became who we were, that through that we might become who he is. He is you. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. That's what keeps me confident. My confidence is in that. As he is, so are we in this world. That is where your, the, the, the faith comes from. What is the effect of this righteousness? Notice Isaiah 32 verse 17. Isaiah 32 verse 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says this. The work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. The work of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. Nothing moves you. Did you ever see Jesus... Uh, in his walk on the earth, something came up and he's twiddling his thumbs and said, what are we going to do now? <laughs> what are we going to do now? <laughs> what are we going to do now? No, 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 no. He was always in command. In the midst of the storm, he's sleeping. How can you be sleeping? The effect of righteousness will be what? Peace. He's, he's not afraid. No, no, no. The storm doesn't mean, mean anything. The disciples are, are battling the storm. Going at it with all that they know to do. And they come to Jesus and say, uh, What? Why are you sleeping? <laughs> Careth not doubt that we perish. <laughs> Jesus asked them and said, where is your faith? You have been taking all these faith lessons. When the time came, you are asking me, that I'm telling, asking me I don't care. No, Jesus cares. But he wasn't nervous. He woke up and he stilled the storm. The effect 
The work of righteousness will be peace. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. No matter what is going on right now. Any storm in your life. I speak peace into it. And I pray may the peace of God be yours. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said may the peace of God be yours. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. He stilled the storm. Nothing surprised him. John chapter 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Again, the, Jesus was ministering for three days. It's when the presence of God is in manifestation, we can stay here for a long time. Sometimes I feel like doing that. So let's stay here for three days. <laughs> That's what the old timers did. That's how camp meeting came about. They would go on the campgrounds, sit there for days, have dinner on the grounds. And just keep hearing the word of God. So Jesus had a three-day camp meeting. And the people were hungry. And when the people got hungry, the, people, the, the disciples said, please, send them to go and buy food. This is a dry place. This is a wilderness. There's nothing here. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. You see, you don't come to church just to come into church. So one of these days when the test comes, you have to use the faith. <laughs> Give them something to eat. So what? <laughs> From where? <laughs> A whole year's wages will not be able to fill this multitude of people. We're talking about the effect of righteousness. The Bible says, Oh, my Lord and my God. Mark this verse in your Bible. John chapter 6 verse 6. But he said, this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. He himself knew what he would do. Not twiddle his thumbs and say, what are we going to do here? Knowledge of what to do is what puts you in command. I'll repeat it again. Knowledge of what to do, the right key, puts you in command. He himself knew what he would do. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, no matter the wilderness, the dry place that you are in, in Jesus' mighty name, may you know what to do. I said, 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 may you know what to do. He himself knew what he will do. The effect of righteousness, the work of righteousness will be peace and confidence. I like how we put it. Quietness and assurance forever. That assurance that we have in our heart. Some way, somewhere, you don't know how everything is going to turn out, but you know everything is going to be all right. In the name of Jesus, your tomorrow will be all right. I said your tomorrow will be all right. I said your tomorrow will be all right. Quietness and assurance forever. My Lord and my God. What is the effect of this righteousness? Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Let me read it from the classic Amplified. He says, For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reign through that one much more. Every time I see that phrase much more in the Bible, that's something to me. Much more. Surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself. What will happen? They will reign as kings in life. Through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Two things. 
We receive God's overflowing grace. Two, and the free gift of righteousness, putting us into right standing with himself. Because of Jesus Christ, anyone who has accepted him has a right standing with God. And we reign in life as kings. We reign over fear. We reign and dominate circumstances. We reign over sickness and disease. We reign over different things that come up. And in the mighty name of the Lord, of Lord, of Lord Jesus Christ, we reign as king. The king rules and reigns in his domain with words. Oh, my Lord and my God, I sense his presence. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by the effect of this righteousness, I see you going from victory to victory in Jesus' name. I see you reigning in life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What is the another, another effect of this? We have boldness. Somebody shout boldness. Somebody shout boldness. Proverbs chapter 28. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Oh, Proverbs 28, verse 1. He says this. The wicked flee when no one pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. That's what he's saying in 1 John 4, verse 17. He's saying that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we. Oh, my Lord and my God. I see you walking in boldness. Every spirit of fear and timidity leaves you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The righteous are as bold as a lion. My God. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 30 says, A lion which is strongest among beasts and turns not away from any. A lion, strongest among beasts, doesn't turn back from any. This righteousness gives us that kind of boldness. We call the lion the king of the jungle. It doesn't turn back from any animal. No, no, no. Bull. Our boldness comes from this righteousness that we have received. You reign over circumstance. You reign over sickness, over disease, over fear. What terrifies others doesn't terrify you. Because you know that you can go boldly into the throne room of grace. Hebrews 4.16. To give us boldness in the presence of God. That's where my confidence comes from. See, it's confidence forever. Uh, oh, my Lord. Boldness. May that be yours in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, may that be yours in Jesus' name. Amen. That's why I can stand there. You, you think I've always been like this? No, no, no. I remember the age of 16. The first time I was in high school, in a boarding high school. And, I, and, and, and the, as a church, we were praying for boldness to testify. And I said, oh God, give me boldness. Give me boldness to testify. And I said, I got into the class. 
And I said, let's all pray before the teacher comes in. And then I shared a word of exhortation with them. And I kept praying and praying and praying. Boldness. Somebody say boldness. boldness. And as I stood before them, before that was the one the very along those along, around this thing time was the, one of the first times I had a word of knowledge. I heard it in here. So when you go, there is somebody's mother who is sick. Ask and let that person pray for that person's mother. That's not this. Not, what is this? <laughs> I said, okay, let's, let's, let's go. What if I say that nothing happens? What if I say that it's also God? There's nothing to lose. So after I preached in the class, I said, there's somebody here. You got a report that your mother is sick. If you are like that, raise your hands and let me pray with you. And the gentleman lifted up his hands to the glory of God and prayed for the mother. But before that, the first time I did it, I, my knees were trembling. <laughs> Does that help you? <laughs> you see me yelling and screaming like this. You think I've always been like, no, 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 no. I started somewhere. And later on, one time we, we went to, we were preaching in high schools and we're in a fellowship. And um, one of the days they said, when you, today, you will be the one preaching when we go into the high school. I said, who is preaching? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, but that was the expression of my faith. <laughs> I said, oh, God, help me. And that day, oh, my God, the presence of all God was all over the campus. And when I finished preaching, I have seen like two or 300 or 400 people came forward to give their lives to the Lord. I said, wow. Somebody say boldness. Somebody say boldness. The righteous are as bold as a lion to the glory of God. You see, you are not afraid of anything. I pray in the name of Jesus. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Be delivered from fear in Jesus' name. Amen. I said be delivered from fear in Jesus' name. Amen. One time, our son Joseph developed a strange rash on him. And then we, the doctor had him checked. And when they checked him, they said, this rash that is developing, we don't know the strain of this rash to even prescribe what is going to solve it. So in other words, there's no cure. But thank God with Jesus Christ, there's nothing like that. Yeah. With Jesus Christ, there is always a cure. Yeah. I said with Jesus Christ, there is always a cure. Yeah. I said with Jesus Christ, there is always a cure. Yeah. I said, I know what I'm going to do. I remembered when Jesus Christ cast the fig tree and he waited from the ground. So I said, in the mighty name of Jesus, I curse this rash, I command it to wither and to die. Within a few days, his skin has become as fresh as it should be, as God intended it to be to the glory of God. The righteous are as bold as a lion. He says, you have boldness in the day of judgment. That is the day of reckoning. The day when you need the thing to come up. Not here, but also, I mean, when, the final day of judgment. But while you are here, so many day of judgment come. Receive your boldness in the name of Jesus. Amen. The day of judgment was for me, right before me. His hands, is, is, the rust is spreading. That's the day of judgment. Oh, but you see, you have to de you develop your faith. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. The righteous are as bold as a lion. This morning is an anointing service. And I sense in my heart that God wants to restore things that have been lost. You see, Jesus Christ comes to restore. One of the main reasons why he came was to restore. What is the purpose of this? 
First Samuel chapter 10, 10. Let's look at something here. And this morning, by this anointing, you will be turned into another person. To the glory of the Lord. You see, in First Samuel chapter 10, Saul, sometimes God will orchestrate things to bring you into his perfect plan and purpose for your life. Saul was on his way. The donkeys of his father had been lost. And he had been sent to go and look for those donkeys. But that day, that encounter made all the difference in his life. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray by this anointing this morning. You see, one of the reasons why God anoints us is, is he anoints us for service. We've just been looking at this verse where he says, As he is, so are we in this world. We looked at, you see, you don't, miss, don't miss your, the lessons because they build on each other. Remember we talked about Jesus being our high priest. He's ministering for us. He's still in the ministry. If you, if you missed it, you could go catch up. You see, if, if you, you see when you go to school, uh, before you graduate from gra first grade to second grade, you do a test. So if you miss your spiritual lessons, there's, there's an issue there. There's an issue. But anyway, where were we? <laughs> First of all, ten. I rem I know where I am. I'm trying to check where with you if you if you if you are still here. The anointing is for us for service. Jesus anoints us so that as He is, we are also in this world to serve others. But Saul was looking for his father's donkey that were lost. And he ran into Samuel. You see, the whole thing was orchestrated by God because God had already told Samuel that Saul was on his way. But the anointing causes us to enter our inheritance. You see, in the Old Testament, no king, no priest, or prophet stepped into that office before they were anointed. And sometimes, the things that God has planned, our inheritance in Christ, it already belongs to us, but the anointing helps us enter our inheritance. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you are anointed this morning, I see you entering your inheritance in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I see everything that God has planned and purpose for you. I see you entering it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said I see you entering it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. He says, first Samuel 10, 1, Then Samuel took a flask of oil, and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is this not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance, captain over his inheritance? See, God has given us all things through Christ Jesus, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Commander over his inheritance. And he said, look, when you live today, don't worry about those donkeys that you are looking for. They have been found. <laughs> He's looking for donkeys. God is looking for a king. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, anything that you may have lost in this season, by this anointing, may it be restored in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, by this anointing, may it be restored in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The children of Israel, 
went through a difficult season. He says in Joel chapter 1. Joel 1 verse 4. He says. What the chewing locust left. The swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left. The crawling locust has eaten. And what the crawling locust left. The consuming locust has eaten. And this happened year after year. It seems when one thing is solved, another one takes its place. And you keep losing and losing. Sometimes through our own choices. But he said to them in Joel 2.25, he said to them, so I will restore to you the year that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, whatever the enemy has stolen from you, your health, your finances, your peace, Whatever is missing in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by this anointing I cry restore. I cry restoration in the name of the Lord Jesus. Maybe wasted year that you didn't live for God. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May those years be restored. I said, 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 may those years be restored. Jesus Christ is the great restorer. Listen to him who speaks from Luke chapter 4. Verse 18, oh my God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Destitute, left, forgotten, broken. He sent me to heal the broken hearted. By this anointing, every brokenness in your life, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may it be healed. I said, may it be healed. I said, may it be healed. To proclaim liberty to the captives, every form of captivity that you are in. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by this anointing you are going free. Oh my God. And recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are Oh, prayer. Every form of oppression you come, it comes to an end this morning. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Oh, my God. Acts 10 38. What would this anointing do? My Lord and my God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Doing 
those who are oppressed. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, every torment of the enemy on your mind comes to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every sickness and disease, Jesus Christ, is still the same. Oh, I wish I can sound it for everybody in the world to hear. He's still in the ministry of healing and delivering. He's still in the ministry of empowering us for service to him and to humanity. So many people around us hurting. Not knowing what to do. Confused. Jesus comes to restore. I pray in the name of Jesus this morning. May God restore. I said may God restore. I said may God restore. Every form of addiction comes to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus. May God heal that broken heartedness. Like only he can. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May God restore. I sense it in my spirit. So strong this morning. God is restoring. God is restoring. It's a new day for you. It's a new beginning for you. It's a fresh start for you. Ah, the world may have said it's hopeless for you. But in the mighty name of Jesus, you are receiving new hope today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's rise to our feet, please. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you for your presence. If you are watching online, if you're tuning in on TV, wherever you may be, watching from that hotel room, that break room, that hospital, wherever you may be, the presence of God is there right there. And you are saying, Pastor, I want to know this Jesus that you are talking about. I want to have this peace. I want to have this boldness. Peace can only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Only Jesus Christ can make the difference in your life. Your life will not find meaning and significance to you. Surrender and yield it to God. Remember, we were talking about the great runaway. Maybe you've been running away from God. But you are saying, Pastor, today I want to surrender my life completely to the Lord. No more living for myself. No more in bondage to sin. No more in captivity to anything else. But, oh my Lord, like the Apostle Paul says, a love slave of the Lord Jesus. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.